You're tuning in to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you right across Australia, live from Hobart, Tasmania. I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and today we have David Maxwell joining us from Launceston with a series of programs discussing the topic of amazing love. So, David, welcome to the studio today, and um, you've been sharing a bit about yourself, your experiences, and your family. I remember you shared about your sister the week before last week, and last week you shared about your brother. Um, can you share with us a little bit more about your experiences? Yeah. Hi, Tabitha. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <clears throat> Not bad. I just had a coughing fit right then. Mm. Have you so, seen Okay. That's all right. Had some water. I'll be fine. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, look, I have uh, an interesting experience. I want to share over this or to this today and the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I'd like to share about answers to prayer mm-hmm. that I've had. You know, prayer is something that's very, very important in a Christian life. Mm-hmm. And many people who even aren't Christians mm. tend to find themselves praying at times. There was this. There's many experiences I've had that are that are really. I find were mm. really amazing because they they helped me to see that prayer really makes a difference in our life. And one time I was in a place in Western Australia called Manjimup. Mm-hmm. I was down there to help the local church and the local uh, town, going around meeting people in the town. Mm. <clears throat> and the day was incredibly wet, a little bit like we've been experiencing here in Tasmania over the last few days. Mm-hmm. But there was a torrential downpour while we were having church. And then after church, we walked carefully down the side of the church, down into the hall. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> we proceeded to have lunch together, mm-hmm. pre-COVID, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we had a really, really nice time in the lunch. Uh, but the, the the roof in this big hall was more like a big shed. Mm-hmm. was tin and the rain was raining so heavily that we we had to shout at times to hear each other in the shed mm-hmm. and so after we'd finished lunch we a number of us was probably about 10 of us that were going out to meet people in the community and we thought what are we going to do it's raining so heavy we're going to get soaked and yes we had umbrellas but we still thought we're going to get soaked Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? Well, you know, as we always revert to last, we pray. Mm. So we said, well, well, let's just pray. Mm. So we stood in a circle and we prayed. And we prayed that God would bless our efforts and that we'd go out and we'd meet people and it'd be a positive influence for the day. And we thanked him for the opportunity to do this and we prayed that he would keep us dry. We didn't pray mm-hmm. that the rain would stop. We, we just prayed that he would keep us dry. And as the person who was praying last said amen, mm-hmm. we realised he wasn't shouting and we could hear him. The rain had immediately stopped. Wow. Immediately stopped. Wow. And I was, I was almost shocked. Yeah. That God answered our prayer so quickly. Instantly, yeah. And we went out that afternoon mm-hmm. and none of us got wet. We wow. got a few drops occasionally, but what I'd find when I was going to doors is that I would step under people's um, little balcony, you know, the, the near the front door, mm-hmm. and sometimes it would rain behind me on the ground. 
uh, and around the house. Mm-hmm. And when I'd finished talking with them and giving them a book or whatever I was doing, mm-hmm. I'd turn around to step out, uh, thinking I'd have to put my umbrella up and mm. it wouldn't be raining again. Wow. And, and this continued all afternoon. And I actually came across somebody walking down the street who didn't have an umbrella, mm-hmm. and he was saturated from you know the, the sh- his shirt and the top of his uh, clothes were all really really wet, mm. and I just thought, wow, isn't amazing. prayer amazing? Mm. How mm. God cares about those little things for us. Yeah, so I thought right. I'd share that today because those things really do matter in our life. They do, and I believe you like the person who has had that experience you know when you're telling it to other people they may be like oh wow that's amazing Mm. and some of them may be like oh are you sure you know but you you're the one who understands how like you know what that experience actually made you feel and made you recognize the power of god and the power of prayer that's it Mm. Mm. okay so david um did you want to share um, or just before we go um, to a recap of last week's program, we want to talk about this big event that is coming up. It's called Prophetica. Yes. Do you want yes. to talk about that? Yeah, let me talk a little bit about that. People are really concerned about the things that are happening around politically, socially, economically, mm-hmm. um, health-wise with COVID-19 and those sorts of things, the things, the trouble that's happening in different parts of the world. And it seems like mm-hmm. almost in every part of the world that there is conflict. And, you know, the Bible talks about, uh, there's a verse right at the end of the, the Bible, and it says the nations were angry. And it's true because everybody seems to be angry. Just a couple of weeks ago on the week, Weekend. Mm-hmm. There were riots in Australia, in, in Victoria and mm. in New South Wales because people are resisting this constriction of their of their rights. Mm. And this prophetic program is going to look back to ancient civilizations mm-hmm. and what happened there and how some of those things that were talked about and the claims that were uh, claimed back then actually now reveal what's happening today. We're going to look at the prophetic code, the last empire. We're going to look at health and wellness Mm -hmm. beyond coronavirus. We're going to look at focus on Jerusalem. That's quite an interesting topic. Mm -hmm. Economic meltdown and global warnings for horizons of hope. It's a really, really interesting set of programs. Mm -hmm. Um, Your last chance to book is today up until about uh, five or six o'clock tonight. And I believe that's for tomorrow's program. And that's for tomorrow's program, yes. So we have Tomorrow is Scottsdale in the morning, Launceston in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and Alveston on Sunday. So mm. you really are running out of time to book those three venues. So if you need to, um, if you still would like to come, there are still a few seats available. Please book as quickly as you can mm. because we are limited because of COVID, the different uh, numbers that we can have in different venues. And then also we have uh, Blundstone Arena and Hobart mm. next weekend, mm. and there, there's still opportunity book for those but please don't uh, miss this opportunity you have a um, some archaeological artifacts are being shown there is some uh, presentation material that you'll receive when you go and there's also a meal either a lunch or a dinner that you can look forward to that's included in that price so it's a very very reasonable cost mm, yeah it's only ten dollars actually Ten dollars a person, twenty-five a family. Uh, that family is good value if you've got lots of people in your family. Mm, really, yeah, it's really good price. And um, who will be presenting at this event? 
So we'll have uh, Gary Webster will be presenting. Uh, he's an international host mm-hmm. uh, of this program and the owner of the uh, Prophetica program. He He's a brilliant speaker. Mm-hmm. We also have Peter Watts. Mm-hmm. He is also uh, an in- he's spoken internationally mm-hmm. and he's an import from overseas, but, uh, but he's here in Australia, in Tasmania with us at the moment. He's a great speaker as well and myself will be speaking. Uh, Raiko will be speaking. I can't pronounce his last name and I prefer not to say it wrong. <laughs> and uh, and Eugene will be speaking as well. So there's quite a yeah. few speakers mm-hmm. that have uh, done presentations like this in many different places in Australia and also overseas. Oh, that's good. And uh, if there's one thing I don't like, like personally, I do not like um, uncertainty. I like to get answers. So mm. this is something that this is an event that I do not want to miss because you know with um COVID happening and uh, in in Revelations the signs of the end one of the signs of the end is strange illness and I find COVID to be a strange illness because you know it came out of nowhere and then it's putting the country into lockdown putting everything into a standstill so I really want to know what is happening and yeah. if you're like me you definitely don't want to miss this event. We do not have much seats left. We're going to give away some few um, free tickets to the first people who will text in. We'll give the code a bit later. Um, so, David, we don't have much time left. If you quickly want to recap wh- where we've come from and um, where we'll be looking at, what we'll be looking at today. Yes, definitely. So we'll we'll do our Bible reading after this uh, after the break because we're running out of time. We had a lot to present that uh, right now, mm. but uh, we've been looking at God's amazing love displayed historically through those who chose to follow Him. Mm-hmm. Um, we looked at that last week. Looked at Jesus actually choosing from a variety of different people, and and that really gave us hope. That doesn't matter who we are um, or where we come from, that God really cares about us. Mm-hmm. And today what we're going to look at is how Jesus treated those who rejected him, who denied him, who betrayed him. And the uh, the talk today is entitled Gracious. And when we come back, back after our break, uh, mm-hmm. we're going to have our prayer. We're going to read this interesting story in Matthew and then we're going to dig a bit deeper into that. Okay. So maybe you'd like to take us to a break. Yes, yes. Um, so for this song, um, it's called Grace by City Alight. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoy the song. Oh my heart 
Grace by City Alight, and um, you're listening to Tazi Encounters with David Maxwell. And just before we went for a break, I uh, we David barely introduced today's sharing. And just before we get into it, we're going to have a prayer. And after mm. the prayer, I'm going to give the code to Prophetica Tickets. Sounds good. Okay, so I'm going to pray. Um, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity. And we thank you for the people we have listening to us, God. And as David Maxwell is going to share his program um, by the title Gracious, I pray that you may be with him. May you put the words in his mouth to share with your people. And for those who are listening, I pray that the message touches them so that they would want to know more and um, want to get closer to God. Be with us throughout this session and guide all that we are doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm, amen. Okay, so I promised I was going to give the code to Prophetica. And the code is, uh, to Prophetica tickets, the code is Prophetica21. And um, this is the last day of getting the tickets to tomorrow's program and tomorrow and Sunday's event, Prophetica events. And that is at Scottsdale. Mm. Scottsdale in the morning, yeah. uh, tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. and at Launceston in the afternoon at 4.30. Okay, so the code is <coughs> Prophetica21, so that is P-R-O-P-H-E-T-I-C-A, number 21, no space in between, text starts to 488 and we'll get the ticket sent to you. And just to remind our listeners, this event is only happening in Tasmania, so we highly encourage um, people who are in Tasmania to text in. Okay, so David, where are we going on from here? So I'd like to read in Matthew, uh, firstly, this story in Matthew chapter 27, and I'm going to read from the New King James Version and from verse 35 to 44. So let me, let me read that for you. Okay. <clears throat> then they crucified him. And divided his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Sitting down, they kept watch over him there, and they 
put up over his head and the accusation against him or written against him. This is Jesus, King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and the other on the left. And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, You who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also, mocking with the scribes and elders, said he saved others. He cannot Himself he cannot save, if he is the king of the Israel. Let him now come down from the cross and we will believe. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. Even the robbers who were crucified with him reviled him with the same thing. It's really hard for us to understand how somebody can go through this kind of torment, this kind of torture, this kind of um, uh, verbal abuse, if you like, uh, not just verbal abuse, that physically abused him for a long, long time, mm-hmm. and how we can understand, how we can comprehend that somebody like Christ mm-hmm can forgive someone like this. I had an illustration I'd like to share about forgiving the unforgivable. Mm-hmm. It was a lady by the name of Sue Solis. Uh, she was in America. Mm-hmm. I read this story some time ago, and she was uh, working in a house, and there were some workmen working around the house, and uh, someone knocked on the door and asked if they could use her phone. She thought it was just one of the workmen. So she said, oh, yes, sure, come on in used the phone and and she busied herself in the kitchen within sight of the phone Mm -hmm. so she could see that he was actually using the phone. What she didn't see was that he pulled out a revolver, a pistol, um, a handgun, and uh, she looked up and saw just at the last moment and he shot. He shot her in the stomach. Mm -hmm. She fell down on the ground and... um, and looked up thinking this was the last thing she was going to see, and she saw him struggling with the gun that was jammed and he couldn't shoot the second time. And she, she got herself up and she, she was able to get out the front door and call for help, and somebody came and helped her, and uh, they called the police. The police came and arrested this man, and she went to hospital. She spent a lot of time struggling with this recovery and also with the psychological recovery. It was very, very difficult for her. Mm. The man was convicted and he went to jail for a number of years. Sometime into that um, that uh, sentence, she received a phone call and it was from this guy uh, calling her from jail. And he made a really unusual request. He said to Sue, Sue, I, I, I want to meet with you. And uh, this was one of the most difficult things she could have Um, expected she never expected something like this and it took her months Mm. to come to terms that her um, attempted murderer Mm -hmm. would want to meet with her in prison and talk with her and eventually you know after as i said a number of months he agreed to come and meet with her and he met with her and and he had been suffering the whole time he was in jail he was suffering mentally what he almost did to this lady well what he physically did but what he could have done to this lady and he was asking her for her forgiveness Mm. and because it took her so long because she was a christian and she had thought about this for a long long time what she would say and what she would do Mm -hmm. she forgave him 
And she said it was one of the most freeing things she ever did. Wow. So it, it's hard for us, as I said, to understand that Mm-hmm. that people could forgive mm-hmm. such a terrible, terrible crime. And what I want to go through first with this story this morning mm-hmm. is how Jesus was able to forgive and give give grace and forgive this thief on the cross. This, this, There were these two thieves, these two robbers that were convicted and they were put on the cross mm-hmm. next to Jesus, one on the left and one on the right. And these men had been convicted of robbery and so they were deserving of their crime. Well, probably today we would say it was an excessive punishment just mm. to be to be killed, to be nailed and to crucified. It was one of the worst punishments that could be given. And the Romans were the only ones, I believe, that did this. Mm-hmm. And they were the ones that invented this. And so these two robbers, even though we would think it's harsh, they were there on the crosses duly receiving their punishment and the as these these robbers hung on the cross they heard what people around were saying you know you saved others why not save yourself and perhaps more from desperation than -hmm. what they really felt these robbers joined in the insults but perhaps they were thinking yeah sure you know save yourself save us as well um, and, and it would seem initially they were just as vocal in their taunting However, as we go to one of the other Gospels in Luke 23, it seems one of these robbers has a change of heart. I'd like to read from Luke 23, mm-hmm. 39 to 43, and it says that when then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answered, rebuking him, saying, Do you not even fear God? Mm-hmm. Seeing that you are under the same condemnation, and, and, and we indeed justly, for we receive the due rewards of our deeds. So although it was harsh, they accepted that this was their punishment. And he goes on and he says, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, assuredly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. And And this is an incredible story that this robber seems to have changed his thinking. He seems to have had a change of heart. And he's thinking differently now. He's no longer seeking to be saved from death. Perhaps he's close to death. Perhaps he sees the end is there. And he knows that, you know, I wonder what's next. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's heard a little bit about Jesus. Maybe he's seen some of the things that Jesus has done. Maybe he is now convinced mm-hmm. that perhaps Jesus is who he said he is. Mm-hmm. And now he's not seeking salvation from death. He's seeking salvation from sin. Mm-hmm. And this is a very important thing. Um, it's a very important thing, you know, because I think perhaps as he's having this change of heart, he is coming to terms with what Jesus' kingdom perhaps is really all about. I can remember being like this. I can remember before before I came to Jesus mm. that I would make fun of other Christians. Nothing was sacred. But I found myself, I found myself in a dire situation, desperately lo- lonely and knowing that there was no hope for the future. Mm. And I cried out for help just like this thief did and, and God heard me and he saved me just like so many centuries before. Jesus heard and and, and saves this thief. Mm. And, you know, Jesus could have said to him, 
Oh, I see. I see. You've lived a life of sin and you've done all these things. Now you see the end coming. Mm. Now you want to be saved. Now you want to believe in me. Yeah, right, sure. Mm. And that's the question I want to pose to our listeners today. Do you think Mm. that God was fair in saving the thief on the cross at the last moment? You know, is it just a cop-out? That, that you can do what you like all your life and then at the very last moment ask for salvation and be saved. Mm-hmm. But there's no condemnation in this man's uh, in this man's actions when Jesus speaks. He simply accepts his final cry, this longing in his heart without rebuke, mm-hmm. and he gives him assurance right there and then that he'll hear him, that he hears him, that he'll save him. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't seem fair, and it's probably not fair. You know, that, that he couldn't get down from the cross now and, and live a good life. But I fully believe that Jesus saw his heart. And I fully believe that if he had have saved him and he'd come down from the cross, he would have lived a different life from there on. But, you know, only, only Jesus knows the heart, doesn't he? That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 So you're saying once the thief on the cross recognized who Jesus was and changed his attitude, um, Jesus accepted him right there and then and he was forgiven and accepted even though he couldn't do anything else about it, like to prove that he's actually that he repented. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, I do believe that. That's what I'm saying. Mm. I think I think that if he had to come down from the cross, he would have changed his life and lived differently. Mm. And the thing is, when this is the offer that God gives us. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, if one genuinely confesses their sins, turns around, turns around your life and acknowledges who Jesus is, mm. he's going to accept and forgive and cleanse that repentant person. And it doesn't, it doesn't seem fair when we look at it. But as I look at it, I think, what wonderful grace, what wonderful grace God gives us. Indeed. Um, We're going to go to another break. But before we go to a break, I want to echo um, David's question. Do you think it was fair that the thief on the cross was saved at the very last moment just before he died? Do you think it was a bit of a cop-out? Text us your responses to 0488-880-891. And this song is called I'm Forgiven by, and it's been sung by various artists. Strange the path we choose. I've tried but failed to walk in someone else's shoes. Strange how I've tried To walk this road alone Not knowing the things I might find That I have 
that life goes on But now the fears of living life for me are gone I know that your love Can save me from myself in ways I can't explain Forgiven, that song has been sung by various artists. Um, all you need to do is confess your sins genuinely and you get that forgiveness. Um, yes, and um, just before we went for a break, uh, we were talking, David, you were talking about you were talking about God's amazing love demonstrated through the way he treated those who didn't treat him well. Mm-hmm. Um, just before we continue, I just want to give the code to prophetic tickets. Um, that is text in Prophetica 21, P-R-O-P-H-E-T-I-C-A, number 21, no spaces in between to 488 There's not many free tickets left, so the faster you text in, um, the better chance for you to get that ticket. It's a very interesting event. Like It's an eye-opener. There's just so many... Um, there's so much to learn from that event. It's an event you don't want to miss. Mm. Yes. Um, so where, what else can you tell us about this um, God's illustration of God's amazing love? Yeah, thanks, Tabitha. Also, just before the next break, I know you're going to mention about this book that we're going to offer as well, The Incredible Power of Grace. Mm-hmm. And, and grace is something we see through the way Jesus responds. We see a good example we saw just before the break, mm-hmm. a good example of how Jesus treated those who treated him badly, then changed their mind and were regretful. You know, the thieves, the thieves on the cross, they were assailing him verbally, and then one of them has a change of heart. <clears throat> And, and we saw how Jesus treats him, doesn't condemn him, just simply accepts that, that uh, repentance, if you like. Mm-hmm. What I'd like to look at now is how Jesus treated those who treated him really badly, but don't seem to have asked for any forgiveness. Mm. You know, when you think about what they did to Jesus before he went to the cross, mm-hmm. he was whipped he was hit, you know, they hit him on the head with things. They, I don't know if you've ever been hit on the head, you know. Some children no. get slapped in the back of the head. Oh, I have. <laughs> yeah, and, it's, and it feels so degrading when someone does that. Mm. Someone's done it to me just jokingly, you know, and it, it feels really degrading. 
it's a terrible thing to happen. You know, your bottom is well padded when you're younger. Mm. That's what it's for, you know, just no, not to hurt you, but to, just to remind you, hey, you know, that's not the right thing to do. And you do learn fairly quickly. Of course, we got we got smacked a lot more when we were younger. And I think we turned out all right, Tabitha. I think oh, we turned out all right. For sure, yeah. <laughs> as long yeah. as it's not abuse, it's not abused. Oh, I, so, f- I feel like sometimes it was more like abuse. Sometimes, yeah. When, yeah. when you have African parents, you will understand. <laughs> oh, well, our parents were pretty strict. You know, when I joined the Air Force, I joined... Um, because I thought it would be better than being at home. Mm. And it was, there's a lot of discipline in the Air Force. But mm. for me, it was better than being at home, you mm. know, because I didn't get smacked all the time. Mm. Nevertheless, so we're getting off track here. You know, we're looking at how Jesus was treated. He was tortured. He was accused. He was spat on. And and being spat on is a terrible thing as well. Mm -hmm. He was slapped in the face. Uh, They stripped him. They whipped him with a cat of nine tails, Mm -hmm. which tears part of your skin out as it whips. Um, And then as he's he's in this this injured and terrible state... Mm -hmm. They force him to carry this heavy cross, and it's so it's so heavy that he collapses under the weight of it, and they have to get someone else to uh, to help him. You know, we we have this sterilized pictures of what Jesus was like on the cross. They stripped him naked. They stripped him naked. Took mm. every part of his clothing off him, and and he was left hanging on the cross like it was a terrible, terrible way to die. And and to be humiliated before you died. And yet, Jesus didn't do anything back. No, he didn't uh, in, deserve any of that. No, he didn't. He didn't. And in Luke chapter 23, I want to even read what he says, just going back a little bit. As mm. Jesus is hanging on the cross and the criminals are on both sides of him, Jesus says, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they do. Now these these people weren't forgive they 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 weren't repentant, mm. but they were they were simply doing everything in their power to treat Jesus as badly as they could, um, and Jesus is here interceding for them. And while he's interceding for them, the very next verse, they're stealing his stuff, they're stealing his clothes, they're, they're, they're stripping they're, him. Yeah, they, they they've divided his clothes mm. because he had these beautiful clothes that were. That were, I'm sure, bloodstained at this point, but but um, they, they were one piece, you know, one piece cloak and different things, and and here they're gambling over who's going to get this stuff, mm. and uh, and they're laughing at him, and they, and they just don't seem to care, even the soldiers that were there, and and I find it really really hard for people um, that that people could, or Jesus could do this, you know, that he could forgive people who were just so cruel. Mm. Um, I, I have an example where many years ago, I've debated about whether I should share this, but uh, I'm going to share it. Mm-hmm. Uh, many years ago, a friend of ours, I won't say where from, but he he was a boxer when he was younger. And so he was, you know, he knew how to look after himself and defend himself mm-hmm. and others as well, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And he had only one daughter just one child mm-hmm. and and this child got into a bad relationship um, she had to get a restraining order out against this guy he was very violent one day he came back against the restraining order and he killed her oh, yeah. and it, it was terrible mm. and we knew this we knew this man and his wife and this would break most people 
I've seen people on TV as they've um, they've had similar things happen mm. to their children, and they're full of bitterness. They want you know? justice, yeah. and they want more than justice. You know, mm. they want the person who did this to suffer like they made their daughter or their child suffer, and yet this man and his wife, in terrible pain on the loss of their daughter, not justifying what the man did at all were able to forgive that man in their graciousness as being Christians. I can't understand how that would feel, how he could forgive that murderer, but only the love of Christ that was in his heart was able to do that, you know, doing as Jesus did. But as as we look at what they did to Jesus, you know, some were changed, others weren't. And I'd like to think, I'd like to think that that centurion standing at the cross that day, witnessing all these events that took place, I'd like to think he had prior experience with Jesus. We don't know. We really don't know because it doesn't say who he was. But what we do know is what he experienced on that fateful day made him exclaim, as Jesus dies, it makes him exclaim that Jesus is the Son of God. He says, this man was the Son of God. Mm. And I think it's a powerful witness and confession to the life of somebody who can be forgiving in the way they treat other people, regardless of how they treat um, the the way they treat you. Mm. But, you know, on the other side of the spectrum, you have the priests. Mm -hmm. They'd They'd seen Jesus do physical healings in front of them. We have these records of Jesus um, healing a cripple that had been crippled for all of his life. And then he gets up and he walks off because Jesus heals him and mm-hmm. someone who had a withered hand and all of these things that Jesus did. And and the thing that blows my mind amazingly, Tabitha, is that mm-hmm. these, these soldiers come from Jesus' tomb. Mm. They witnessed. They were fearful. They fell down. Didn't say they were dead, but they fell down. They were fainted or they were collapsed in fear. They watched as the angel rolls away the tomb, as Jesus comes out and leaves the tomb. They knew he was dead, but they witnessed him coming out of the tomb. And they go back and tell the priests what they were eyewitnesses of. Mm. And the priests ignore that infallible fallible proof. And they simply make up this monumental lie that our oh, disciples came, stole the body away, and we'll pay you, and don't worry, you won't get killed for for mm. falling asleep on duty, mm. you know. And it's just incredible for me mm-hmm. that there is such unconversion with these men. They see, they hear, they 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 see the truth, <laughs> they mm. see the facts, but 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 they just don't want to be changed you know but such is god's amazing love that he's on the cross and he says father Mm. forgive them for they know not what they do Mm. so david you're saying that these people the unchanged um like the priests and the soldiers you're saying they saw evidence that confirmed that jesus was god in flesh but chose not to believe yeah, that's right. That's right. It just goes to show how how blind and stubborn we can be when we have that irrefutable proof, mm. but we just don't want to change our minds. Now, you, you're going to talk about this book, The Incredible Power of Grace. That's right. Before we go for a break, I just want to share a little bit about the in this book, The Incredible Power of Grace, and this is by Roland Hegstand. Hegstand. Hegstad, I think it is. Yeah. Hegstad. Um. <laughs> so in real life, um. 
do you think life it's about is about money, clothes, parties, sex, or do you think there's something more to life? Mm. What what do you think about what about things like belonging, security, authenticity, and success? So in this book, um, Loland Eckstad understands broken beginnings, and he tells story after story to show how God changes lives today. He explains how God deals with broken people, people who have made mistakes. He explains why the judgment is actually good news and how to get on on the good side of the judge. What hell is and God answers, God's answer to it and why God allows so much suffering and how we can tell that we are living near the end of time. Um, I'll give you the call to, the, to get this book after the break, but for now we're going to go for a break um, with this song, Old Rugged Cross by Josh Cunningham. Mm. On and on Rugged cross on a hill long ago, hung one without guilt, without blame, and for salvation of souls, for the sins of the world. That's why my Savior. Was slain. Won't you look to the old rugged cross and see Jesus and confess his name and say, Father, forgive me. I know. That I'm lost, you'll be found at that old rugged cross. And from that old rugged cross, he was laid in the tomb. Death over him had no claim For Jesus was raised So that all might be saved Believe and break Free from sin's chains Won't you look to Old rugged cross And see Jesus Confess his name And say, Father, forgive me I know that I'm lost You'll be found At that old Rugged cross Mm -hmm. 
is heavy when your burden gets hard and when it feels like all hope is lost there's a way that is easy there's a yoke that is light just follow and take up your cross won't you look to the old rugged cross and see Jesus and confess his name and say Father Forgive me I know That I'm lost You'll be found At that old Rugged cross Just lay your burden At the foot of That cross Old Rugged Cross by Joss Cunningham and you're listening to Taz Encounters with David Maxwell and just before we went for a break I promised to give you the code to the book The Incredible Power of Grace by Roland Roland Eggstad so the code is Amazing 11 A-M-A-Z-I-N-G number 11 no space in between text that to 488880 891 and we'll get this book sent to you. Uh, before we went for a break, um, David, you shared evidence of God's amazing love in the way Jesus treated those who were so harsh to him or who tre- treated him badly. Do you have another story for us today, David? Yes, I do, Tabitha. One more I'd like to cover. And, and here we're looking at God's, uh, Jesus' demonstration of his grace in the way he restores Peter. So you know, some background on Peter here in, in, in where he's at at this point. Jesus is in the tomb. Peter must be thinking about the things that Jesus had said. Jesus warned him in the when they were praying in the garden before Jesus was arrested. Jesus says to him, pray that you enter not into temptation. But, you know, he he is so, you know, uh, in his mind he, he, is, he is firm. He's going to be fine. He's nothing that can... That can um, that, that, that can change the way he's thinking and, and, and Peter must think no, I can handle anything <clears throat> but mm. Jesus says the spirit's willing but the flesh is weak mm. um, and, and it's interesting because as far as Peter's concerned mm-hmm. Peter thinks his flesh is willing he's, he's strong and he, actually his spirit is weak you know, at this point mm-hmm. and what Peter does he, he tries to force Jesus' kingdom to come the way he wants it to, mm-hmm. a bit like Judas does. We're going to cover that question that Stephen asked last week mm-hmm. in, in a moment. But he doesn't really understand Jesus' kingdom. He tries to prevent the rest. He pulls out his sword. He cuts off the servant's ear, mm-hmm. uh, the high priest's servant's ear. And Jesus 
fixes it up. You know, mm. as I said last week, he doesn't just glue it on. He fixes this ear. He, he, he recreates. He fixes, heals. And this man has a perfectly okay ear. Mm. And Jesus says, put your sword away. They, they so don't understand what's going on. They all run away, Peter mm. included. And then Peter does exactly what Jesus warned he would do. Mm. And he denies Jesus three times. And then as he does it the third time, Luke records mm-hmm. how, how uh, as he's out in the courtyard, he can see through uh, into the house where Jesus is being um, attacked and abused by the religious leaders. And as he denies Jesus the third time in Luke, it says Jesus just turns and looks right at him. And this look must have been a look of love, mm. but a look of sorrow as Jesus sees that Peter acknowledges that he'd already told him. Mm. And, and it happened that just I- like he said. And there's that on. eye contact between Peter and Jesus. That that eye contact, I believe, yes, yes, it is. I talk, Luke talks about that. I believe that's what changes his heart. This is this is transformation. It's a transformation for Peter, and and then as he is having a meal with Jesus later on, he's been thinking about this all the weekend, and. Jesus restores him in a beautiful way, a really beautiful way. He says, Peter, do you love me, agape me? Do you love me the way that God loves me? And and Peter says, I phileo you. I love you with brotherly love. And a second time Jesus says, do you love me with agape love? And Peter goes, no, I, I love you with brotherly love, phileo love. And then Jesus says, but do you even love me with brotherly love? And Peter gets the point. He's hurt. But Jesus restores him graciously. And this is the powerful thing. It's the difference between him and Judas. When Judas failed, mm-hmm. he was only sorrow. Uh, he was only sorrowful for, for the events that had happened. Things didn't turn out the way he thought. Mm-hmm. And he felt, oh, I've betrayed the wrong person. You know, I've done the wrong thing. And he, there's no record that he repented. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus knew their hearts and he knew that Peter was repentant. And Peter comes back to Jesus and resubmits his life to him, but, but Judas doesn't. He allows himself to be overcome by guilt and he goes and hangs himself. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't need to be like that. When we're, when we're wronged, God wants us to come to him because we don't have to live with the pain, the guilt and all those consequences. God's amazing love mm-hmm. is so great that he gives us grace even amongst all those human failings. And God demonstrates this love to each of us. He demonstrates his grace to those who are against him, but when they were truly calling on him, he forgives. Um, He was gracious to those who abused him and, and died for them even though they weren't repentant. And he still does that for us today. Mm-hmm. He demonstrated his grace by restoring Peter after he'd fallen. Even today, he does the same for us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, well, the last thing I wanted to say today is that if you've fallen away from God, mm-hmm. if you've hurt him or others intentionally, mm-hmm. or you've just failed in your Christian walk, take a hold of God's grace as he's demonstrated through Jesus his amazing love for us. Mm, that's true. Sometimes you feel so guilty. You feel so ashamed. You feel like Jesus won't um, accept you. But this is just an evidence. This is evidence of how God has, how, how God is 
um, loves us and his grace is sufficient and he can just take us as long as we have that repentant heart and that mm. we genuinely repent and turn to him. He's willing, he's waiting for us and he's ready to forgive us and accept us back to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for your, the sharing for, of, for today. And um, um, what do you have for us next week? Next week, I'm going to look at how God's amazing love is demonstrated in how Jesus looked ahead in time. Mm. So I'm going to bring it back to the present now, um, linking what Jesus did in the past Mm. and how he demonstrated his amazing love for us in that he, in his final week, he prayed for you. That's the title of the, the talk next week, that he prayed for you. And on Monday, next week, Monday, we have David Leo with this series, Encounters with Jesus. And David is going to talk about Touch of Faith, and that will be from Mark 5. I hope you'll join us for that. And um, just to echo today's codes, offer codes, um, we had pro- the first one is Prophetica 21 to get free tickets to the Prophetica events. Prophetica number 21, no spaces in between. Text her to 0488880891. And the other offer that we have is The Incredible Power of Grace, the book Incredible Power of, Gra- Power of Grace by Roland Eggstad. And the code for that is Amazing11. Text her to 0488880891. I hope you enjoyed the rest of your day and we'll catch you, we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.